Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. So we're 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 doing things a bit differently. We were supposed to do absolutely nothing today. <laughs> But on the audio side of things, you're going to hear all of our previews. Mm-hmm. On the video side of things, you're going to see all of the previews. Um, but we're adding something. And that is this. The fucking Boston Bruins are out, baby! Oh, Woo! no! I, oh, no, I, I, I'm stunned. I, it was not, not only, like, listen, it's a game seven, anything can happen. But the way they went out... out they came back from a 2-0 thing to be up 3-2 to two on a nothing shot that got by, by Bobrovsky. We were talking oh, yeah. about it downstairs. I'm, like, the second that goal went in, I'm like, oh, they're dead. The, the Panthers are dead. I just want to know, what happened, Boston? Oh. Huh? Red Sox suck? Patriots not looking good in the future. Boston blowing 3-1 leads? Oh. And, and the, the Celtics? Celtics are really good. They're good. Oh, they have a legit chance to win the NBA championship, but you lost it last year. <laughs> Steph Curry danced on you, huh? Imagine Boston only getting one championship in a year. Yeah. Everything is coming up Toronto. That's Crash. right. Let's go. That's right. So it was it was it was sort of surprising and I think uh, I think just talk, we're gonna this 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 thing is just a reaction to the Bruins losing. So let's start up start with the beginning, which is the game was going really well for Florida right off the top. I and I, <laughs> you know, it's funny. In these scenarios, we always got to pick. In 2019, we had to pick. Mm-hmm. Did the Blue Jackets do a really amazing thing, or did Tampa just choke? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I think a little of column A, a little of column B. I don't think the Florida Panthers are going to get outworked by anybody. Right. I mean, they were incredibly hardworking. They were just violently. The Florida Panthers for an entire round of playoff hockey. Like, all their weaknesses, all their strengths were uh, just pronounced. And they got some really good goaltending, and that's all they needed. Well, so they they kicked off the game. Montour scores his fourth of the series. He would score again. Breakout star. Uh, Sam Reinhart gets his fourth of the uh, a minute in to the second period, which, as we always talk about, those minute in, minute out goals – are oh, yeah. such killers. But David Krejci got his first of the playoffs. And the thing is, is that, you know, Boston really needed a guy like Krejci to score. Um, and so they were down 2-1. to one. But the third period is where it gets interesting because Bertuzzi scores within a minute of that period starting. And then three minutes later, it's it's Pasta. And when David Pasternak scores as Leaf fans, you get chills a little bit because you're like, I've been there. I've seen that in Game 7. And it was just writing itself. And like... Again, I didn't. I genuinely didn't care who won this game. Genuinely, like <laughs> I, I said what I said after the Leafs punched their ticket to the second round. Almost said first round. I'm not, my mouth isn't even used to mm-hmm. saying it. Um, whoever wins will be worthy, right? Yeah. But I'm just watching it. I'm just watching Pasta take that gentle hit from Montour up high. Head snaps back like. Like he's a pull toy. Crazy. Draws the call and gets the game tying goal. Like it was all coming together and Bruins fans were going to do. I love you, Boston fans. I really do. No one knows how to have fun like you guys, but I was just imagining the scenario. Oh, 
pasta had to die. What are you talking about? <laughs> like that, that TikTok sound about John Gotti. He was the best guy around. What about all the people he murdered? What murder? <laughs> that's that's all it is when it comes to any Bruins player in any situation where there's some sort of questionable call or non-call. Mm-hmm. And it, as soon as they made it 3-2, I, I thought the Panthers were dead. And we thought... Is, is Brandon Montour just going to give the game back to the Bruins? He had two penalties a row in the second period. Uh, he was but, their best player. Yeah. Their he, worst player. <laughs> he was everything in between. <laughs> this was the Brandon, Brandon Montour coming out party. Like, was. He was fantastic in and the bad. entire series. And also, he had a couple of bad penalties. He but did. he was their best defenseman for this, this round. No and like, question. Steve, you said something very interesting about the Florida Panthers and how they're not going to be outworked. Like there, there's some stats to back that up. Um, can okay. you hold on to them for the Leafs series, though? Because we have a Leafs preview coming. Sure. This no, is no, no, just the boss. I, I'm oh. trying to make a Bruins point. Oh, fair enough. Fair I'm enough. trying to make a Bruins point. In that uh, Corey um, Schinzader, he manually tracks um, uh, four checks one. And so, and Carolina. Wait, are you talking about the person I think you're talking about? I've never once in my life heard it pronounced that way. What is, how, do how do you pronounce, pronounce it? it? I don't know, but I'm positive that's not right. How okay. would you say it? Znader? Znader? Znader. Znader? Znader. Corey Znader. Znader. I could Manually well. tracks uh, four checks and points off of the four check. Carolina led the league, second place, the Florida Panthers. And and uh, regular season hockey is not playoff hockey. Pusher T's got a lot. He's like, yesterday's price is not today's price. They are different <laughs> games. 100%. I love and that. when, when you got a team who is unbelievable on the forecheck, like the Florida Panthers are, up against a Boston Bruins team who, looking at this series, may have been a very lucky regular season team. And when they get to the playoffs and they have to play this style of game, we might have overrated what the Boston Bruins were doing in the regular season because when they get to this time of the season, their game doesn't fit that. Andrew Berkshire was beating that drum months ago that the Bruins were poised for a disappointment. But, like, would anything shy of the Stanley Cup have been a disappointment? They had 65 wins. Right. But, this is, but how did they get those wins? Yeah. And what and, type of game were they playing? They looked, I mean, anytime I looked, they were dominating. So I must have missed something. So here's what Andrew said in Red Flags. I texted him about it this morning. He's like, some of the red flags people ignored. Krejci is washed, but got wildly lucky all year. Zaka had a massive outlier season. People were like, man, what did New Jersey give up? Yeah. You know, getting rid of him. Uh, and and then he said, so down the middle, you got 37-year-old Bergeron, washed Krejci, and someone having a career year who is normally pretty awful. And they're one of the oldest teams in the league. Six overall pick, too, Pavel Zaka. Yeah. And I think them being one of the oldest teams in the league did show up. Yeah. I mean, you didn't get Bergeron until game five. Uh, and I think he was like a minus five or six in the series. Bergeron? Yeah. Well, like dude, it wasn't so good. It comes out after he was playing with a herniated disc. As someone Which who he, has had that he tweaked a in Montreal. Times. Yeah. Game, game 82. Game 82. As someone who has had that exact issue a million times, it's a miracle he was on skates. So so then, obviously, continuing on with the game, uh, Montour scores with exactly a minute left. Uh, Sasha Barkov and Verhage get the assists. And then uh, eight minutes into overtime. What? When I said Brandon Montour had a breakout season, like, can I show mm-hmm. you what the hell I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. This dude, this dude, I want to know where this came from. First of all, Montour, I remember with the Sabres, him and Kadri getting into it. Uh, I think Kadri was with the Avs when he said this. He said, you're a shitty fucking defenseman on a shitty fucking team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I 
love that. Hot Mike picked it up. <laughs> wow. His previous career high in the NHL. So let, let's so let's isolate it. Just the last two years. He's been in the NHL since 16-17. So as long as Matthews, Marner, all that rookie crop. His career high before two years ago in goals was nine. His career high in assists prior to two years ago was 23. His career high in points was 32. Then he had a bunch of 20, 10... He had uh, one his first season in Florida. Um, he didn't do a whole heck of a lot, and then six playoff games, zeros across the board. Last year, he had eleven goals, twenty six uh, assists for thirty seven points. So his career high in points goes up five. This year, sixteen goals, fifty seven assists, seventy three points. Even his penalty minutes, for God's sake, he had forty eight last year. That was a career high. He had hundred and seven. Wow. This guy was involved in everything. Where on earth did he come from? We've we've seen a bunch of these over the last two years because scoring is going up uh, league-wide, and there are some players who are clearly crazily thriving in that role. And, I mean, that's one of the biggest improvements I've seen across the league. Huge, huge. And, uh, and, and I mean, going back to the Bruins here, you're going into overtime. You've had 65 of 82 wins in the regular season go your way. Mm-hmm. And you've earned a lot of that. I'm not trying to take away from the Bruins here. But the pressure that you have when you set a record in the regular season is crazy. And we did say this in the preview episodes. When you have that kind of that kind of a look, the best regular season of all time, the pressure is always going to be on you big time to not fuck it up. Look no team in the four major sports who has the best regular season record of all time has won the championship. And when you think about that, That's we're so talking dumb. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots that one year where they the first game they lost was the Super Bowl. Yep. What was it? What was the Golden State Warriors? Seventy three and nine. It's Steph Curry seven seventy three and nine. The first uh, Durant Curry year, and they lost to LeBron. Yeah. And like you can't even say, oh, those moves they made at the trade deadline like screwed up chemistry. Tyler Bertuzzi in seven games had five goals, five assists for ten. No, he was great. great. Yeah. He was, he was, he was I thought incredible. He, I thought he saved their ass last night. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, I mean, is it that they didn't get Vesna caliber goal? T- I That's, mean, we haven't even touched that. Like, is, how have we not gotten there? Is it enough that your number one center is down and your Vesna caliber goalie is no longer playing Vesna caliber mm-hmm. hockey? Like, that's enough to lose you a series easily. A hundred percent. They ran, they rode Allmark so much all season long. And if Allmark couldn't play 900 goaltending, like, how do you expect to win the series? Well, and, 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 you know, you could look across at Bobrovsky, who is, I think he's riding 880 something <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in terms of save percentage. Did but he even well, lose? Bobrovsky? Yeah. Like, I know Lion. Yeah. Was, oh, I don't they, know. They put him the in, in game after game three. Okay. Okay. So he played four through seven. Mm. So, so he would have lost one. Yeah, he would have lost one. Okay. okay. But no. the move from going from Allmark to Swayman, I think you got to ride the horse. If you're going for one through six, and then you make that swap again in for game seven, I think that's a bad move. Yeah. Well, so as Leaf fans, um, our experienced friend, Producer Drew, kept saying the comforting thing, it's a long series. And it's comforting to hear that when you're down 0-1 in the series like the Leafs were. It gets short very fast. So if you're the Bruins and you see Olmark struggling a bit and you have a chance to win it in five, are you going to Swayman for game five? Well, no, because if you lose game five, you look like a moron. (laughs) And now you're going to six and then what do you do, right? 
So I guess you could go back to Allmark, but then what if that doesn't work? And then at the end of the day, ultimately you're the guy who screwed up the vibe and everything. So, okay, go with Allmark for game five, and then they lose game five. That okay, was the shit. moment to go to Swayman. Well, I don't want to look like I'm panicking, so I'm going to Allmark again. And now we're going into game seven, and I look like I panic. I'm panicking because I am fucking panicking. Right. And he, that, that third goal was no good. Yeah. No. It Both was, goalies, really. When was, I mean, the, when was the last game Swayman played? Like, in terms of the date, two weeks ago? Yeah, at least. Which, in regular season terms, is nothing. In the playoffs, it's forever. It's forever. That's yeah. forever. Yep. That's, you could be eliminated or not. Oh I uh, Now, you've heard what a bunch of Leaf fans, who do pay a lot of attention to the Boston Bruins, think. Um, I the thought, benchmark of excellence this season. Absolutely. How, how could you not? It was fascinating to hear Boston Bruins players uh, during the press conferences yesterday say that um, that they gave it away. And and I think they did. I think that's a fair fair point. So I have two questions. I have two things before we wrap this up. Okay, number one, Patrice Bergeron, have we seen the last of him? Or do you think, oh, let's give it one more shot? A back injury is real tough. Who knows if it lasts? I, I think you can have a, a plan, and I think you can suffer a devastating enough loss that the plan changes. Mm. But the Bruins, I mean, they're going into, uh, I think because of Krejci and Bergeron, both those guys, their deals go into next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they, they uh, have cap penalties next year. Cap yeah. penalties to run this back and try it again. Yeah, like so they're designed to not have another crack at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to be bad. Um, they're still ha- going to have good goaltending. Good Probably defense. resign Bertuzzi. Uh, I mean, I would. I definitely would. I would uh, try to resign a Kay. bunch of the guys they got. Second thing, Jesse, do you think? I do you like think- this. Is, this was their opportunity. Next year is going to be fascinating. Uh, Producer Drew brought up how the division is now like Buffaloes and the Leafs and all these. Who knows how good Montreal could be with <clears throat> Connor Bedard, you know? So this was their shot. And next year might be a lot of pain for Bruins fans. Hmm. Okay. Last question. Are you ready here from a Bruins fan? Oh, this sorry. Is... I thought the last question is who are the Leafs going to pick 28th? No, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Leafs do have Boston's first pick. Um, but I want to talk. I want to talk uh, Pete Blackburn. Have a listen to this video. Just listen to his voice. And this is what he posted after Boston last last night. <sighs> I, I know that feel. Yep. Oh, my God. I've been there, Pete. Every joke that's going to be made is a thousand percent deserved. It's humiliating, historically embarrassing. Is this an impression? This of me? went from a season that I was sure that I was going to be proud to like remember forever, and now I need to delete every memory of this entire season from my memory. I never want to think about this team ever again. Don't talk to me about them. It's this is the fucking worst. Uh, oh. And the worst part is just like they gave the series away. They gave the series away. Yes, you got to give credit to the Panthers because they took it, but the Bruins gave it to them. And you can say all you want about the lucky bounce in the last minute of the third period. The Bruins had a great third period in game seven, but you leave it up to yourself to lose on a lucky bounce when you chunk three games and you allow 
you allow one bounce to dictate and determine the series. So you don't give them credit for that third period. They don't deserve it. First taste of adversity of this this season, and they immediately turned into a pumpkin, completely forgot how to play hockey. Just extremely embarrassing. Just everything that they did well during the regular season just went out the window. It's it's an embarrassing team. It's a oh. horrible look for the entire franchise. My summer's ruined before it even starts. Know that feel. Like I said, all the jokes are deserved. Make a mockery. Completely earned. Mm. And worst of all, like Patrice Bergeron's career might, might be over. But no, like really, really worst of all, the fucking Leafs are in the second round. <laughs> and now they're going to get the Panthers. They're probably going to kill the Panthers. The Leafs are in the second round. I don't know about that. Everything man. sucks. Whatever. We're all going to die anyway. So <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay, so you're Pete, and you got to get over. I mean, not that the Leafs have ever had the best regular season of all time, but how long is it going to take Pete to get over this? I hope he has a newfound respect for my gig. That's fucking hard. All right? It's hard to make that video every goddamn year. You did that for two decades. Every fucking... I did that for a decade and a half. And I'm a little happy this time. (laughs) And I'm going to fucking savor it. Because I've made friggin' God knows how many of those videos. Not to make it about me. But, no, dude, that sucks. And, like... It's so Boston has erased this before. They were up three nothing against the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. Blew it. Blew a three nothing series lead and then a three nothing lead in Game Seven. Blew it. None of us remember it because they won the Cup the next year. Tampa, 2019, with the Blue Jackets, uh, something similar to what Boston did. Sergey was in net. Sergey was in net. <laughs> he has a very he has a niche. <laughs> Beat the President's Trophy winner, I guess. But um, when they set the record uh, and blew it against the Blue Jackets, also surrendering a 3 nothing lead in game one in like humiliating fashion, no one, I mean, you remember it, but everyone knows what came after. Mm-hmm. No one talks about that. That's not the first uh, byline when you talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I remember the discussion after Tampa blew it, was how on earth do you run this back? And they did, and they built on it, and they won. There's a few yada yadas in there, like the world stopping Mm -hmm. and the bubble and all that. But at the end of the day, they had the best hockey team. The Bruins are not in the same position. Their best players are not in their prime like Tampa's. They didn't have like guys like Hedman and... Stamkos starting the back nine, but like mm-hmm. still real good. If, if anything, Stamkos had that reverse curve where he had yeah. a dip in the yeah. middle and now yep. he's up We again. were talking about him like a power play specialist. Yeah, well. Like Adam was not wrong. <laughs> I and, mean, he was playing third line minutes. But that like we didn't pick up on the trend of scoring going up league wide and the league actually molding itself to be more for Steven Stamkos mm-hmm. and not less. And a guy like Braden Point and... And Anthony Sorelli, like the Bruins have some of these horses. McAvoy, like that's a guy in his prime. They're not going to be bad, but they're... But this era might be over. This era might be over. We hear the term retool way too often. They're, I think they have to retool. Yeah. I mean, they still got pasta. 
McAvoy. It's not even like the the avalanche of yesteryear who sucked so hard that one year, but everyone was like, trust the process because they have all of these guys that are eventually going to be stars. Like the Bruins aren't even in that position. They had Rantanen. They had McKinnon coming off the worst year of Mm -hmm. his career and signing what would end up being the best contract in the NHL. It's such okay. a tough position. For can I can around. I ask a question? Are we allowed to run the audio of Jack Edwards' call? I don't think it's so. Gonna, that, the audio is going to trigger it. Is the audio going to trigger it? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Okay, did you guys hear it? I thought he actually did a pretty good job. I didn't, I didn't hate it either. I was like, listen, for a guy that his job is to be the biggest Bruins fan yeah. on TV, I... Like, what else was he going to say? I feel bad for people dunking on him today, and I rarely feel bad for Jack Edwards. Yeah. No, Adam, if you were his program director, you would say, you're playing to your base. Yes. You're doing things correctly. Play to your base. <laughs> Do I your mean, thing. I mean, I uh, associate Jack Edwards' voice with uh, so many of the greatest failures of my life. <laughs> but he's also been nothing but nice to me and yeah. seems to be like a rare example of a mainstreamer who sort of has got me from the beginning. Yeah. And but I just I just heard him and was like, fuck. That sucks. Fuck, man. I would not have handled that as well as he did. He did a great job, I thought. So a little little love for, for Jack Edwards, although there's going to be a lot of people watching this go, why are you giving him love? Um, I, and, and listen, this preview, or sorry, this reaction was really only supposed to be 10 minutes. It's been 20. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big shout out to Pete Blackburn. Let's wrap it up and let's get to the now, which is round two, baby. For the first time since 2000, the Flames will be hiring a brand new general manager and coach in the same off season. We were supposed to get into previews, but we can't because Calgary just announced that Daryl Sutter is out like as head just, coach. Are we just doing a show? No, we're not. We're doing previews, <laughs> damn it. We're doing previews, but give me five minutes on this. So, right, so listen, right. Brad Tree Living said, I appreciate the contract extension offer, but I'm not coming back. Uh, there have been players that have leaked to local media that they will not be coming back if Sutter's back. They literally said that. It's it's like uh, they they told local media, if he is not fired, you will have to trade me because I won't show up at camp. That's how bad things were this year. The Flames played like a depleted team that just was joyless. not joyless. Joyless hockey. So what, what happened here? Because this guy won Jack Adams a year ago, and his two-year extension kicks in next year. Oh, no. Like this coming season, October. Oh, I mean, it's a guy who, like, listen, if you have a brand and it works, great. Mm -hmm. We know Daryl Sutter's brand works. Uh, He's been to at least three Stanley Cup finals. Mm -hmm. Uh, 03 with the Flames, or was it 04? 04 with the Flames. Yep. Uh, I always screw that up. Kings. Jerome McGinley was on the 03 cover of NHL. Uh, He got the two cups with the Kings. Mm -hmm. He had the... uh, Won the division last year with the Calgary Flames. The Flames go through a whole bunch of change, Mm -hmm. but they still have horses. Like, there was no good reason for the Calgary Flames to miss the playoffs. Well, they have one more point than the Florida Panthers did, and the Panthers are in the second round. Oh, my God! Can you imagine how frustrating that is? Ah! And everybody wants to keep the divisional formats the way they are. You know what? I Different conferences. I, 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 I feel like it should just be the top 16 teams, but that's another rant. I can't <laughs> help but feel like the Panthers moving on yesterday and this happening l- less than 12 hours later are somewhat associated. Hmm. It's pain. You look at it and you say, hey, if we got in, we had a shot. It sure, you, you always know? do. I'm, I'm a, I think we should applaud the upper, upper management in Calgary for 
doing this. Like, this was the oh. right move. And for them to pull this off, like, it's kind of a shocker because we thought, like, hey, the contract, like, you got a couple more years on it. He looks like he's your guy, but nobody really likes him. And the fact that they did it, I think, is just kudos to them. Calgary the right move. You got a clean house in a situation where you have good players who aren't playing well. Calgary were 22nd in the league in wins, but they had 17 oh. overtime losses. Wow. You Listen. At a certain point, it's you. It's not luck anymore. Well, I mean, playoff hockey is playoff hockey, and regular season hockey is regular season hockey. But, like, it... Is there an element where, like, you should try to go out and get guys who are just good at three-on-three? Three? I mean... <laughs> they should get guys that are good at scoring. You no, need but they have well, those guys. But, like, like true, pure finishers, I don't know if they have that anymore. They had a wild amount of guys have the worst year of their life. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Kadri took a huge step backwards, which we kind of knew was going to happen, mm -hmm. but not like that. Mm -hmm. He's not uh, playing with McKinnon and Landis Goggin-Ranton anymore. Yeah. It was yeah. a bit of a step back. Yeah. But, like, Huberto with the one of the biggest point regressions in NHL history. And, you know, we were just talking about previews and Brandon Montour having this ridiculous career renaissance breakout year because the league is changing to it's, it's a more offensive league. Teams are scoring more league wide and you would think that the sky's the limit for Huberto and he would just keep going. Mm -hmm. And like from day one, there was no connection with this coach Elias Lindholm went from Selkie nominee to ordinary. Uh, like, they get a career year out of Backland. Like, I don't know. You get a career year out of your third-line center. Is that enough to really do anything? I mean, the Shillington injury hurts, but that, that should have been the best decor in the league, mm -hmm. honestly. The deepest, at very least. They uh, were second in shots for per game. In terms of shot allowed per game, I'm just looking for Calgary here. They were... 30th so they allowed the third least shots per game so whenever he said defensively they weren't good i mean it's it's total bullshit i mean they they it was the they limited shots i think we could all see that their offense could get it 19th was terrible 19th in uh in goals 19th in goals like for. markstrom was absolutely not jacob markstrom worst puck handling goalie in the league like if he i know my thing if you're a goaltender tend the goal but if he did that Honest to goodness, if if he had that in the back of his mind two more times that season, <laughs> which means he only had like four of those mistakes instead of like six, uh, they win two more games, potentially make the playoffs, and then who knows. For them having to rely on Dan Vladar for a big chunk of the season, like that's not how you should expect your Calgary Flames team to go. And and he was probably better than you could have hoped. If Markstrom could have provided league average goaltending, they're in the playoffs. Do you know what he finished with in terms of his save percentage? What? In 892. You oh. can't. In, in oh. 59 games. Oh. That's horrendous. And like league average... Save percentage has plummeted. I want to say it's 904. Yeah, it's a, it hovers around 900 right now. I and believe. he's still below that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, gotta, if you just man. get saves, they're in the playoffs. They are. They are. I mean, God, if you get two overtime victories that go your way, <laughs> yeah. they're in the playoffs. So I, I want to ask you this. Man. Calgary needs a new head coach, and let's wrap it up real quick because then we got to get to these previews. What type – I'm not asking for names, but if you have one, that's great. What type of coach – what kind type of style is going to lend itself best to get the best out of this team, which should be, by all accounts, if you watch hockey, a playoff team? Uh, I think there are coaches who are good cops. There are coaches who are bad cops. 
and sometimes you bad cop a little too hard. And that's what Sutter did with he, the flames. He girl bossed too he hard. Girl to the, too close to the sun. Too close to the sun. I hate to make it about the Leafs, and I know no do one it. in Calgary is going to want to hear about this. But Babcock, um, like the, just the morale around the team was so bad and so re- reminiscent of what we saw with the Flames this year. Like the same, uh, you know, sad dog eyes uh, in that locker room. You need a coach who's going to come in and. Make you feel good about doing got, your job. I got the name. Who? My guess for next head coach of the Calgary Flames, Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux, I think, would actually be a good Ooh. fit. What do you guys think? Just a, I, just a, a happy guy pick. to play for. Just a good vibes guy. Listen, does he win you a cup? Listen, I didn't he say has that. a cup? I'd, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's, no oh, no, He's yeah. not known for his postseason success. Oh, yeah, no, no cups. Always loses in game seven. But, like, dude, they need a vibes guy. Even, like, to get him as an assistant, which I don't think he would do, but... I mean, we know he's willing to work in Western Canada. He did it in Vancouver. He's a free agent. Guaranteed he doesn't want to be my coworker at Sportsnet anymore. Friggin', like... Why not? They need a vibes guy. Even if it's not Bruce, they need a vibes guy. I think it's. I think it should be Bruce. <laughs> he feels like opposite. I, I actually am with you on that, man. Yeah. Who cares how they do in the playoffs? Just get there. Opposite. Eventually, Sutter. he can win a cup. Opposite and Sutter. <laughs> they need a coach who's going to hand the keys for the team back to the team. Mm-hmm. They need a captain. Identify the right guy, name one, and let him be the leader. Your co- the coach cannot be the leader of your team. The mm-hmm. coach has to be the coach. And there is a difference. This is like going to be the off season of the Flames after last season was the off season of the Flames. <laughs> What's with them and having a quiet off season? They can't do it. As someone who makes uh, Canadian content, they are welcome to continue. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Now, can we do the previews? Yeah, sure. Two huge segments and four previews. It's not a full show though. Leafs Panthers, let's go. Except if you're a Florida Panthers fan, you're afraid. Uh, it came out this morning <laughs> that only residents local to South Florida can buy tickets to this game. Oh, no. So, there's uh, no Canadians there. I'll read you. Florida uh, Florida Live Arena is located in Sunrise, Florida. Sales to this event will be restricted to residents of the United States. Residency will be based on credit card billing address. Orders by residents outside of the United States will be canceled without notice and refunds given. Now, uh, it's interesting that they did this because... Uh, S. Barahaney, who works for us at STPN, was tweeting about it. He's uh, he checked in on the immigrant population in Florida, and of the of the immigrant Im- immigrant population in in South Florida, three million are Canadians. Wow, with permanent residency. And it's funny, my parents are snowbirds, and they've they've got uh, they've got a place down there. Toronto proper is two point eight. Yeah, so you just need an address and a credit card. Mm-hmm. So not. Not the hardest thing to get. Also, there's resales. So also, you can buy this them. only applies to like the face value tickets. That's you get right. Straight from right. the Florida Panthers. Oh, tell, no. me, tell me you're fucking scared of the Leafs without telling me you're fucking scared of the Leafs. I, I what, hope a, what a bunch of big. Oh, there's so many words. What a big baby move. Oh. You, you actual cowards. You actual <laughs> losers. You're acting like a loser and we haven't even played game one, Florida. Come on! If I'm if I'm Matt Kachuk, I'm I'm pissed that they did this. I thought this it was makes you look like a butt. You're soft as baby poo, all oh. of you. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk scoring a goal and then going up to the boards and being like, "Ah, eh, fuck you!" Like right at the Leaf fans. 
I think he would prefer that. I'm sure he would. I think but it, but his organization doesn't believe in him enough that, and they don't believe that they have enough fans to buy yeah. the actual well, tickets. Let's, listen, what I a just, bunch of freaking babies! I just w here's here's what I'm worried about. Right, you know me, love the rules. <laughs> you do. You're our rules guy. Big rules guy. I <laughs> hope no one does the unthinkable, the unheard of, and buys tickets, and then. Throws Don't. them on the internet and resells them. No. Oh, well, I mean, I know South Florida residents are going to make a ton of money on resale, but we don't care, man. They are? Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. We're still going to be there. No one's done that before. It's crazy. No it? one's done that in every city ever forever. Oh, my God. I thought these were supposed to be like objective previews. Oh, right. But since, uh, it's not going to be objective. they don't have to no, be. No, listen. Why don't we just say Leafs in four and then end the video? I mean, okay. well, I, I, do, I, don't, okay. I don't know that I would even say that, though. Like, not, I do think I have I'm a not. ton of respect for the team on the ice, the organization behind them. I'm kind of questioning, like, what? Why are you such babies? Because the team <laughs> is actually impressive. And and I think we, oh, need, to, so we need to mention that. I'm yes. so, so damn impressed. Yeah. Uh, here's here's what I regret for Florida Panthers fans. Um That the narrative around their series with Boston is that Boston choked. Now. They did. <laughs> they won 65 games and then lost. Yeah, in the first round, they choked. But um, the Bruins handed the series to them, but also the Panthers took it. Yeah, it takes someone to stand by and not administer the Heimlich for somebody to choke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. And they, this Walter White standing over Jane. Oh, just, my gosh. Just watched it happen. That's one of the best moments of TV ever. And then him sitting on that for three seasons before telling him. Anyway, listen, um, the Panthers are maybe the hardest working team left in the playoffs. They're certainly one of them. Um, they get scoring from fun places. I think we've been asking for a team like the Panthers to have playoff success for a number of years. Uh, a team not called the Edmonton Oilers. Like we, <laughs> we want to see more teams play stupid, dumb, fun hockey and have success and that's what they do like they're they're brawlers they're they they yeah there's some structure there but they're just on you brawling working hard doing whatever they got to do they'll throw their face in front of the puck they'll throw your face in front of the puck yeah radko gudas gives you the angle slam and then the freaking attitude adjustment which is very similar <laughs> to the angle slam Power bomb, pop up, power bomb, jackknife, power bomb, and maybe <laughs> even the last ride, and he'd never get called for it either. Never get uh, called I, for I, it. I, I want to say though, specifically about the Panthers, one thing that really impressed me when they were playing the Boston Bruins is they, uh, because Boston's an older team, they're not as fast. So Florida kind of exposed their speed a little bit. But what they would do is their their one handed stick poke checking constant mm -hmm. all the time and so when you're trying to get set up for a power play when you're trying to get even a five on five play going from your own zone there's a panther in there i, I even saw matthew kachuk get taken down at the boston or yeah at the boston blue line and he's down on his knees and it was definitely a penalty in the regular season but he doesn't give up on the play he reaches back and tries to break up the ruins play and slows them down enough for his other players to to stop them in the neutral zone they they don't quit and those things are the Leafs are going to have to watch out for that. The, the Tampa really gave the Leafs hell when they pressured them trying to get set up for a play. The Leafs are really slow in setting up plays. They're really slow at it. They uh, yeah, Tampa pressured them, and and I think the Panthers are going to do more of the same. 
Um, whereas uh, the team maybe has a little bit of the loser mentality when it comes to the the tickets, mm-hmm. and you know, not no, the the, the the guys on the ice are different from the from the people yeah. making policy and decisions. Matthew Kachuk loves that he's about to play the Leafs. Yeah, he loves that all those. Give me the spotlight, Toronto eyes. He loves the spotlight, and the Panthers are not uh, historically a team that has been associated with the spotlight. Uh, like, how many series have they even won in franchise history? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I'm pretty sure Le- uh, Roberto Luongo never won one with them. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's the most unforgivable mm-hmm. stat of his career. Um, all his playoff success was in Vancouver. If, if I'm not mistaken, he had six playoff games as a Panther. That's all those insane. years he was there, all those ridiculous seasons he put up, six games. Matthew Kachuk loves this shit. And he has driven the Leafs nuts. So how do you shut him down? If you're the Leafs, how do you shut him down? Uh, I don't know if that's a thing. Um, well, you I, have to. You have to. You have to do something. So what do you do? Yeah, of course. No, well, let's just ignore. Him. You well, <laughs> no, you can't ignore him. Obviously, uh, you can't get dragged into the bullshit. Um, he's gonna bang and crash Ilya Samsonov, which we don't like mm-hmm. on account of he hasn't played a healthy game in over a month, probably. Um, Luke Shen's gonna be on him like shit on Velcro. Uh, probably Jake McCabe's going to be in there too, but you can't be, you like that saying Drew did. Shit, on uh, shit on Velcro. You've never heard that? Like that. You've never heard that. You've never had that. Unfortunately happen to you. Um, <laughs> the, but the thing about Matthew Kachuk is the thing you need to know about Brad Marchand. Whereas as much as he drives you nuts and can beat you up and can bruise you and make your life miserable on the ice and off. Because those bruises don't go away with uh, the final horn, right? Uh, he can snipe on you too. He can set up plays. He can score from between his legs. Uh, he can make plays out of nothing. And and one thing that I, I don't remember if I said this on camera uh, is at this point in their careers, who's a more dangerous player? Brad Marchand or Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. It's Matthew Kachuk. He's bigger, stronger, younger, more offensive upside. Maybe not as responsible defensively, but he's going to fuck up the front of your net. If the Leafs are going to win, what do they have to do? Real, real quick. Well, here's what the Leafs have that the Bruins didn't have. The Leafs are way better up the middle. Now, you might go, but what about Bergeron? Well, okay, sorry. Injured the Leafs Bergeron. are way better up the middle. Uh, with Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly, then, um, yeah, the Bruins were with Bergeron with a herniated disc. Krejci, I don't even know how old he is. Uh, Charlie Coyle wasn't... They tried to trade him at the trade deadline. Did they? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, the the battle up the middle is going to be different, um, but Point wasn't as good in round one. Sorelli wasn't as much of a factor as he was the year before, and neither was Nick Paul. And now all of a sudden you're going up against Sasha Barkov. Probably the be- like who's a better defensive center remaining in these playoffs? He's gonna be interesting. He's mm-hmm. an animal. He's an animal. And um, you know, the the Leafs, when I spoke to them in uh, Nevada, were see how I've changed it to Nevada now instead of saying Vegas, because it was Henderson. Um, they all talked about how Barkov is one of the most underrated players in the league, and we're about to find out why. Jesse, what do you got? I know they're not the same team, and it's a little dangerous to make this comparison, but the Florida Panthers remind me a little of the St. Louis Blues the year they won the Stanley Cup in that how far out of the standings the St. Louis Blues were and how 
their season looked to be over come January. The Panthers have been playing playoff hockey for a long time. The Panthers were well out of the playoffs, and we were talking about one of the biggest season-to-season drop-offs ever from President's Trophy winner to they're going to miss the playoffs by, like, 30 points. And they went 19-10-2 down the stretch. They really put it together. All the other playoffs teams should be always wary of the playoff team that comes in hot. And the team that has been playing playoff hockey... For months, Mm -hmm. they've had to climb back in just to get to this point. And thank God they had Alex Lyon, who saved their season. And now that he's kind of wiggled and can't lost the job, and now that Sergei Bobrovsky's back, they're a real danger to make some do some upsets here. You you can't uh, uh, undersell what Sergei Bobrovsky did there in the first round because. Alex Lyon hamburglered the Panthers into a playoff spot. But what everyone forgets about that hamburglar run with uh, Andrew Hammond for the Sens is uh, they got their ass kicked (laughs) in the the first round. Um, And, like, there was, uh, you know, no one there to really step in for him. I think Craig Anderson was there. I don't remember if he was healthy or anything. Lyon faltered. Mm -hmm. And Bobrovsky went in there. Maybe the Bruins took them for granted. I don't know, but that long series turned short very fast, and uh, Florida never went away. There's a, it's a certain luxury that you get when the guy who's your hottest is your backup goalie, and you can always just go back to the starter. And now they're in the position where, hey, our $10 million goalie's back, and we're going to ride him and see how far this goes. So Leafs practice lines today ahead of Game 1 versus the Panthers. Do you want to hear them before as we wrap this up, okay? Are they 11-7 or 12-6? They are 12-6. Ah. Nyes Matthews Nylander. Mm-hmm. Yarncroak Tavares Marner. Bunting O'Reilly Achari. Okay. Aston Reese Kampf Kerfoot. The extras are Lafferty and Simmons. They're not. Uh, they're, they'd be in the extras jerseys. Oh. Um, McKay Brody. Yeah. Riley Shen. Yeah. Giordano. Hall. Lilligren. Lilligren. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. So the odds for this series, at least in game one, according to Sports Interaction, the Leafs had a 145. Uh, if you take the Panthers, it's a 260. Um, so, I mean, here's, here's the one thing I got, okay? How many games does the series go and who wins? Because Sports Interaction has six games as the favorite right now mm. at 311. That's regardless of who wins. That's you regardless of who wins. Games. Okay. Seven games is a 311. Five games is a 373. And four games is a 718. What do you think? I think short series are so rare. I got Leafs in six. Okay. Jesse. Uh, if it's going to be the Leafs, it's going to be a quick one. Oh, Leafs in five. Oh, boy. I, I want to be that amped on the Leafs, but I want to see them play Florida first, even yeah. though they had a good, they were three and oh in the regular season against Florida. I'm saying Leafs in six. Let's go. Okay. We good. Now we got our predictions done. I think we're good. Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN or just download the app with the QR code. If you're in Ontario, 19 plus, please play responsibly. I want to throw this at you. Oilers favored to take game one against Vegas at a 155 where Vegas is a 2-4-0. So my question to you is, guys, how does the, and Jesse, to quote Jesse, how do the extremely mid Vegas Golden Knights I did not say that. match up with the extremely <laughs> top heavy and actually uh, much better overall Oilers team even than last year? How oh, do yeah. they match up? Yeah. I uh, I looked at that series against the Kings. They said it was the one with the thinnest margin. I was wrong. Uh, turns out uh, the Oilers it, uh, widened the gap with uh, themselves and the Kings, even with Gavrikov, Corpusalo, 
Uh, they're young guys getting a little older. The Oilers are primed for this to be their year. Um, but they have the always underestimated uh, Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. in their way. And, and, and they're to, obviously the team we have the most difficulty analyzing. To be yeah. fair to you, Jesse, no. the reason you we say extremely mid is because. Because they have an extreme amount of depth. They are so even throughout the lineup as, and they grind out these wins in that they play to their opponent in that they're always just one goal ahead of their opponent no matter what kind of game they're playing. And when I look at the series, I say Edmonton's got the advantage on the top two lines. You think? And then I say <laughs> Vegas has got the advantage in every other aspect of their team. It's Even because defense. You- defense is, I think, so good um, for the Vegas Golden Knights in that um, Edmonton doesn't have the the defensive skill to keep up with them. It's it's Alec Martinez, Petrangelo, and then Shea Theodore. Their big three are going to outclass the big three of the Edmonton Oilers, or mm. big four of their top I, I agree they have the advantage on the back end for sure. Goaltending. Goaltending is one of the shakiest things for the Vegas Golden Knights coming into the year, and it has been absolutely stellar in, the, in their uh, series in the first round uh, versus the Winnipeg Jets. And... Uh, Edmonton having Stuart Skinner playing at a, I believe it's a below 900. I think he's the 890s. And having him pulled in one game because he was struggling so much, having to go to Jack Campbell, I give him the advantage in the goaltender. And then the Ooh, I don't know lines, about that. You think Skinner's going to step it up and play completely different than what he was playing last last round? I mean, he had bad games this year, and his numbers were still stellar. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm a I'm a big Stuart Skinner guy. I'm a big Laurent Brassois guy. I like him too. Yeah, I think a 911 looks real nice on him. Uh, and then the bottom two forward lines advantage Vegas because that's where they've been making their money. Mm-hmm. Chandler so, Stevenson has been unreal on his third line. Well, role. he got all the way to the third round as the number one center a couple of years ago. Yes. Now, here's here's where Edmonton screws everyone up. So you're talking about all the advantages that Vegas has. The chasm between Vegas's top six and Edmonton's, yes. like, they're not comparable. Jonathan Marcheseau is the top-line right-winger on Vegas, according to DailyFaceoff.com. Mm-hmm. Their second-liner is Michael Amadio. Do you remember Michael Amadio? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, well, first off, he scored one of the overtime winners in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Winnipeg series, but also he I know. was the least waved him. Yeah, that, that's how Vegas got him. The, like, By the way, Ben Hutton, also a former Leaf, played all of three games with them. Um, oh, man. And, and uh, my question, by the way, is when does Braden McNabb come back? Mm-hmm. But yes, that's going to be a big factor. You're also you're considering Michael Amadio the second line uh, winger because that's where he's playing, but that's because Mark Stone is also on the third line. Yes, Mark Stone prioritized depth in four line scoring. I think I think this series will go as Mark Stone goes. Um, mm-hmm. the, whether they staple him to McDavid or to Drysital, um, they got to pick one and just try to. Cut off the flow and make one guy do everything, and uh, man, what a uh, what a game of chess! Mm-hmm. I think this series is going to be. Uh, uh, Elliot Friedman said Alex Petrangelo before Game Sevens. All the Game Sevens happened. He said Alex Petrangelo has been the best player of any team in the playoffs. Yeah, he's been great, dude. He uh, that series where Vegas looked so bad against Montreal, mm-hmm. Petrangelo was still the best player on the ice. So let's talk about the Oilers. Let's talk about what the Oilers need to do to win. 11 and 7, keep it up. They okay. averaged, uh, I think it's 3.9 goals during the regular season, which led the league. During this series with the Kings, they were up above four. 
it's, four goals per game is absolutely absurd. I, I think 11-7 um, had this uh, bad reputation because it's something teams went to so rarely, and because of that, there was no familiarity with it, and they sucked. The Leafs have used it to pretty great success this season, and that's how they got their first series win since 2004. Edmonton's been doing this for years, and they're familiar with it, and it, I think, covers up some of their defensive deficiencies, and you can still ride your horses. Um, Matthias Ekholm, again, I keep using the big Lebowski. He really ties the room together, man. Hyman, OT winner, yeah. Kane crashing the net, Nuge having – one of the quietest 100-point seasons ever, certainly of the cap era. There's such, crazy. such a good top six. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fascinating series. So it comes down to this, gentlemen. How many games and who wins? And I'll, I'll give you the odds. Uh, six games is a three. Seven games is a 310, according to Sports Interaction. Five games is a 377. And four-game sweep is a 710. What are you taking? I'm going to talk a seven-game Oilers series into existence if it's the last thing I do. We deserve to see more of Connor McDavid. I have the Oilers going to the cup final. I had them losing to the Bruins in the cup final, so that's dead. Uh, but I'm going to have them winning this series in seven. Jesse Blake. Who's the favorite? Uh, the favorite, the excuse me, is, well, in game one, it's uh, the Oilers. And um, and I think over the course of the series, we'll, we'll find out more. But yeah, Oilers in game one are easily, they're one five five. Vegas is a 2 4 Oh, wow. Heavy favorite. Whoa. Wow. And isn't game one in Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who fin- uh, yeah Vegas yeah. finished higher yeah. in the standings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I'm getting on that. I got Vegas in seven. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Big believer. We're all year. And for, for the entirety of the franchise, the history of the Vegas Golden Knights, all people have done is underrate the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not gonna, true. I'm not gonna fall victim to that again. Here's what I'm gonna say. They don't like them. Here's what I'm gonna say. With Brain McNabb out, this Edmonton Oilers offense with Nuge, with Evander, with Leon, with Hyman, with McDavid. I left McDavid for last because you know he's the least <laughs> important one. Um, and and Yamamoto and Kim Clauston stepping up. They're gonna solve Brassois. They're gonna solve him. And I think they're going to solve them quick. And I think they're going to try to get it done before McNabb is totally back so so that Vegas doesn't have a complete top four in their defense. I think Oilers in five. Wow! Oh, huge believer, eh? Big wow. believer in that Oilers Love offense. That. So we'll see what happens. Okay, the odds in game one. Uh, who do you think has the series winner odds in game uh, for uh, for Kraken uh, Dallas Stars? By the way, I think this might be the first series to have uh, just both teams are the underdog. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just just two teams that are always criminally underrated. Sometimes by me, uh, uh, Dallas. I'm a huge believer in this season, but I didn't in a million years have the Kraken beating the Avs. Dallas is the overwhelming favorite at a one four five. The overwhelming. Kraken, the Kraken at a two six five. And it's because Dallas has been there, guys. This mm-hmm. is a team that was, like, they basically, what do we call them? Metapod? Uh, they yeah, basically hardened. just hardened, 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 all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals during the playoff With bubble. Anton Hudobin. Yeah, not even with Jake Ottinger, and who, who emerged later. Jesse's favorite goalie in the entire NHL. Oh. So I want to start with Jesse. Jesse, what does Dallas need to do to beat Seattle? Uh, they just need to play the game they've been playing. Like, Dallas has been getting unreal performances by guys like Rupe Hints, who you wouldn't expect to be 
hey, leading the NHL playoffs in points. Yeah, you, know? you haven't been paying attention, man. No, but he's I, an leading animal. the NHL but, playoffs in points, I'm going right. Jason Robertson. Yeah. That's, like, exactly. true. That's true. Exactly. Like that that run that Jason Robertson had in the fall. Like you'd think he'd be their star, and this yeah. is kind of what Dallas does. You know, it's it's a it's a win by committee win. Uh, by getting enough defense and goal to, and uh, goal scoring that Jake Ottinger can just stand in the back and do his thing, and we're going to barely squeak out these wins, but we're going to win. And they had a re- oh, sorry. And they've been doing it for yeah. a couple postseasons now. It's been very effective. Mm-hmm. They had a really understated uh, trade deadline, too. Uh, Max Domi and Evgeny Dadnov, just two guys who have fit in really well. Mm-hmm. They fit in really well. Uh You know, I I was talking about, um, I was trying to predict the Western Conference final when we were doing our bracket, and I loved the idea of having Haskin in shadow one guy. Who's that one guy for Seattle? That's the thing about Seattle is you can't just shadow uh, one guy. It's like they have four second lines. Like, I don't know if they have a first, but they're just so solid throughout their lineup. You have you have no choice but to play good team defense, but luckily Dallas can do that too. Sixteen Seattle Kraken players scored in the first round against Colorado. You want to talk about balance? Jesse I was right. Mench- Jesse mentions balance. Why? Remember, you're like, uh, who's going to be number fifteen? I go Bjorkstrand. I said Bjorkstrand too. Yeah, but I said it first. Okay. Well, we both and got, we're both right because he scored two goals. Uh, and and here's the thing. Um, I, I, you know, Jesse, when you talk about balance throughout a lineup, I think of the Seattle Kraken and I know that they took advantage of an abs team that had a lot of injuries and, uh, a removal of a player from the series. That's quite critical to their Stanley cup run and also losing Kadri last season. I get all that, but to take away what the Kraken did in their first playoff series is, is I think are, are kind of disrespectful to them, by the way, we're doing it again. The only question I have about them. Is there goaltending? And is what Philip Grubauer are we getting? Well, are we getting shitty last season, Philip Grubauer, or are we getting sometimes good this year, Philip Grubauer? I tend to go with what a goalie is this year, and if he feels like being shit next year, that's his business. Uh, <laughs> Grubauer was great, then he was unusable, and now he's good again. So I anticipate the Seattle Kraken getting good goaltending. Okay, now I want to ask you guys this then. What is your prediction in terms of games in the series? And I'll give you what they are in a second. And who wins? Okay, we've got six games at 320, seven games at 320, five games at 362, or four games at 676, according to Sports Interaction. What do you say? I think Dallas loves the muck. And I this is music to Seattle Kraken fans' ears. I'm underestimating you again. Uh, but I'm giving you a few more games this time. I have Dallas in seven. Jesse, I'm going to leave it to last for you because I know you're passionate about the Dallas Stars. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to jump in first and be rude. I Do hope it. that's okay. Yeah. So I, I Dallas. What are you doing? To me, Dallas doesn't win series unless they're six games or more. They love the muck. They love the muck. So I'm going seven games for the Dallas Stars and Thank Seattle you. Kraken, and I'm going to give the edge to Dallas because of Jake Ottinger. The goaltending for the Kraken is always an issue for me. Uh, Jesse Blake. Dallas and five. Wow! wow. In five. Five. Confidently. Dallas and five. Dallas is a legit team. They right. are. There's no question. Yeah. So you can end up in the pregame pack this time. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey, even though they were highly seated, came back. The odds were not good at Sports Interaction, let me tell you that, mm-hmm. and surprised everybody. And, you know, listen, they made it a little hairy at the end. They could have wrapped it up at MSG, but they did it at home in New Jersey. The Devils and the Canes are playing each other. One team 
crazy fun offensive young playing with house money. The other team is a second round and out team. This is a team that needs to get over the second round hump. Who's going to do it? How do we feel about this series? First and foremost, the Florida Panthers upset the President's Trophy winners. The Hurricanes won their division. The Leafs did not. And yet it's the Leafs taking on the Panthers, not the Hurricanes. If you're the Hurricanes, it's are you wrong. not at least mm. a little pissed off? You should be pissed. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. It sh- should be Leafs-Devils. Absolutely. Two sec- I don't know why second seeds going up. The NHL doesn't reseed after every round. I, I'm, I'm with you, Jesse. Uh, the, 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 the playoff format sucks ass. I yeah. think everybody agrees with that. Um, even if the Leafs win the what cup this year, do? I'll still say it sucks ass. Oh, ass. There's an ass. They're sucking it now. Oh, uh, <laughs> sucks ass. Um, um, the so, cheek or the hole. So hey, listen. Let's later. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the series though on the ice. Canes, Devils. How do these teams match up? Uh, they're two fun teams that analytics built, baby. And I think. Um, there's going to be a lot of freewheeling hockey. I, um, the Hurricanes are made of tougher stuff than they're given credit for. Apparently, so are the Devils. I, yeah. I thought they were the softest team heading into these playoffs. They go up against the Rangers, who I thought were a horrible matchup for them, mm-hmm. and they beat them. But now I think they have a team who can maybe skate with them a little better, a team who is maybe better at team defense. Um, you know, They maybe don't have the flash of an Adam Fox, but... Uh, you know, Jacob Slavin's just consistently underrated. Um, I'm curious by the I'm curious at the durability of Freddie Anderson, and I wonder if Ranta is is well, going back. He had to. 33 saves in the last game. Yeah, until the next one though. Well, right? and that's becomes we, the problem. We we know a little better when it comes to Freddie. Like I I don't know I don't know what you're gonna get consistently and. Um, it will Akira Schmidt to turn into a pumpkin. Like sometimes these stories don't last that long. Um, that or he'll win the con Smythe. Um, <laughs> you know, just like the Hurricanes had with Cam Ward uh, when they won it for the first time in uh, 2006. It's not that, like, I don't even think there's a chance Akira Schmidt turns into a pumpkin. Like the rest of the league should He's a good be goal. worried about the New Jersey Devils because it's not that they're playing with house money. But there's no pressure on this team. From where they were last year to how they perform this year, they've just been absolutely on fire and beating all expectations, and especially like being down to New York, coming back. It's been an un- unreal run. And for Carolina, with patches gone for months now and, and Shveshnikov out for the entire playoffs and their goaltending being a little iffy, you wonder if they can just hang with the Devils. Like I, I think Whoa. I think the Devils are so fast, they're so young, they have a little bit of experience now knocking off New York. Like, I don't understand how you don't just ride with New Jersey for the rest of these playoffs. The see, it's the second round, right? So it's not the conference final, it's not the final. Sometimes these teams that rely on speed fade as the playoffs go because their legs fail them. But we saw it work. We saw it work. And it's the second round. I think they can do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if it lasts. But if New Jersey is able to outskate Carolina, the Hurricanes are screwed. Yeah, um, like Carolina has great team defense. But I think if I'm matching up the offense versus the defense, I think the New Jersey's offense is so much stronger than Carolina's defense that they can just score. See, that is that that is fascinating. I know there'd be a lot of Carolina fans that would be very upset with what you just said there, Jesse. Like, but New Jersey fans happy. Um, I I have to say I, I want to give a little <laughs> love to the Carolina Hurricanes because one thing you can say about them is they've been there before. They've got and they've got the right 
guys to get it done. And I'm talking about, you want to talk about defense, Slavin, mm-hmm. uh, Pesci, mm-hmm. uh, Brady Shea. Like these guys mm-hmm. are no joke. And they've, I mean, Shane Goss's first defense was terrible. But, you know, I think that they're, they're, they're top players, Brent Burns as well, are coming out and they're performing. And I, I, I just wonder how New Jersey's going to deal with a top four like that. The Devils are going to be targeting the shit out of Brent Burns. Because, like, in terms of uh, speed matchup, yeah. footwork matchup, mm-hmm. they'll kill him. Right. Like, I mean, if they let him catch them, he will beat their ass. <laughs> but um, late career Brent Burns, f- one of the fastest teams, if not the fastest team in the NHL, they got to be salivating, man. Okay. Now, I got to ask you guys, how many games does this series go and who do you pick? Um, I have completely changed my opinion on the New Jersey Devils. I was so impressed with what they did against the Rangers. Um, I agree with Jesse about the pressure. So that's why I'm going Devils in six. Jesse. Devils in seven. Really? Wow. Yeah. Newark's going to be on fire. I think. <laughs> You're just... You have so much respect for them because they beat your New York yeah! Rangers. You, if you beat if you beat the champ, what do you do? You get the belt. Oh, interesting! Isn't that how it works, Steve? You show up at WrestleMania and you beat the champ, you get the belt, you walk home. Congrats to the Seattle Kraken. I <laughs> am going to say this. I know Steve's trying to wrap it up, but uh, I still haven't got my predictions in yet. So okay. let me tell you this: it's going to be a repeat of the 2002 Eastern Conference Final, the Toronto oh. Maple Leafs are going to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes are getting over the hump in this series, and they're going to take advantage of New Jersey in one place. And that is experience. They've been here before. They've played not to lose. Now they know how to win, and they know how to do it with some other, without some of their stars. And I think, I think that the goaltending in New Jersey, because we're still not sure about Vanacek, we're still not sure about Schmid, I, I think that the, I think the experienced goaltender, and yes, that's right. I'm betting on Freddie Anderson in the playoffs, Whoa. which is ridiculous. If you're a Leaf fan, I think you're betting on Anthony Rantanen. I yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I'm going Carolina all the way, and I think they do it in six games. What a big bunch of wrong words. <laughs> by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake.